Look deeper into what you think you see. Feel for what you think you hear. Break free from the chains of an illusion. The Realist Juggernaut. There's a powerful force in realism. Unfortunately, after every mass shooting, some Democrats and Republicans from state and federal governments take advantage of the aftermath of mass shootings to further their agendas to getting rid of the Second Amendment. We believe that the deep state is involved in creating some of these mass shootings. Viewer discretion is strongly advised. Please do not listen or watch. If you are offended or have been through any of these horrific situations, we do not condone any racism, violence, or gun violence. These videos are actual footage of mass shootings, including the Topps mass shooting in Buffalo, New York. Just watch that. I'm gonna put a drink on that door. Copy that. Well, to recap, of course, uh, Erica and Chris, six people dead, 23 people, according to police, transported to three area hospitals after this gunman opened fire this morning here in Highland Park, right after the start of the 4th of July parade. 24 Hour News 8's Teresa Weekly looks back now at the last rifle ban. Teresa? Well, Marley and Brian, there are new calls to put another assault weapons ban in place on a federal level. Here's a look at the first ban that went into effect 24 years ago. President Bill Clinton announced the assault weapons ban as part of the crime bill in 1994. These things can be prevented. It was a reaction to several high-profile events, including a shooting in 1989 at an elementary school in Stockton, California. That involved a semi-automatic version of an AK-47. A few states put their own assault weapons bans into place that year, but it wasn't until Clinton signed the crime bill in September 19. President Obama again made a plea for stricter gun laws. It's time to restore the ban on military-style assault weapons and a 10-round limit for magazines to make it harder for a gunman to fire 154 bullets into his victims in less than five minutes. Here in rural Oregon, carrying a gun is a way of life. In the little town of Burns, no one thinks it's unusual. So at Eddie's truck stop, what do they make of the president's plans for tighter gun control? Well, that's our Second Amendment right to have guns, and, and uh, he has no right to do that. 
I mean, he was doing it on an executive order, I understand. How should the president have gone about this? I think he should have asked the people, you know, and let the people, let the states vote on it. You know, because it's, I believe in having guns bearing arms, so. Democratic-controlled New York State Legislature is set to pass a number of bills aimed at toughening up New York's gun laws. Governor Cuomo says more needs to be done. And there has to be a way to allow people who can have guns and should have guns to enjoy their gun, but uh, not have this senseless uh, violence where people who are mentally heard heartbreaking Ill. remarks from a girl who went through unimaginable terror in her classroom. Democrats have been hoping the stories will sway a vote for tougher gun control measures. Republicans, meanwhile, say many of the proposals are an attack on Second Amendment rights. Last night, the House passed a sprawling Democratic piece of legislation that went mainly along party lines. The package is made up of eight gun control bills that includes raising the age limit to purchase certain firearms and a ban on high-capacity magazines. Governor Kathy Hochul is in the Bronx today signing the sweeping gun control legislation passed at the midnight hour last week by state lawmakers. The 10 new bills will strengthen the state's gun laws. Morgan Mackay is live in the Edenwald section of the Bronx with more. Morgan, what do we know here? Chris, the horrific mass shootings in Buffalo, New York, and Uvalde, Texas, really sparked movement on these 10 gun control bills just signed by Governor Kathy Hochul. So let's take a look at what's actually in these laws and what they will do. New York will prohibit the sale of body armor for civilians, require a license to purchase semi-automatic rifles, make threatening mass harm a crime, and will strengthen the state's red flag laws. These new bills will also require new pistols to be equipped with micro-stamping technology, which uses lasers to imprint markings on a firearm, making it easier to trace guns. And New York State will be raising the age to buy semi-automatic rifles to 21. Governor Hochul calling this a moment that New York chose to act while facing tragedy, despite the inaction on the federal level. But here in New York, we don't wait. We lead. We've already had the strongest laws in the nation, but even that's not enough. Because when we see loopholes, we close them. I beat the NRA twice. I got assault weapons banned. I got magazines that could not hold more than 10 rounds in them. I got them eliminated, except we had a thing called an election with hanging chads in Florida, and it was not reauthorized. In addition to that, I passed the Brady Bill with waiting periods. I led that fight. But my friend on my right and others have, in fact, also given to the gun manufacturers absolute immunity. President Biden has vowed to reform the country's gun laws, saying his administration will not wait for the next mass shooting to heed change. Biden called on Congress to enact common sense gun laws, including the requirement of background checks for gun sales and banning assault weapons and high capacity magazines. The president says the time to act is now. For a new world order, now within our reach. The time has come for the world to move in a new direction. We must embrace a new era of engagement based on mutual interest and mutual respect. And our work must begin now. And the president outlined his vision of a new world order. 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we've established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to, there's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. We've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. 
So anyway. So to, to, to gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my guns. Bingo. You're right if you have an assault weapon. Second Amendment is not absolute. I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm going to tell you the truth. Our darkest days are ahead of us, not behind us. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to, there's going to be a new world order out there. Clap for that, you stupid bastard. This will be the time because you really need uh, world order, financial world order. This alternative vision argues that ordinary men and women are too small-minded to govern their own affairs. That order and progress can only come when individuals surrender their rights to an all-powerful sovereign. We are here to develop the great narrative, a story for the future, but in order the future. You have first to imagine the future. You have to design the future. And then you have to execute. The Realist Juggernauts. There's a powerful force in realism. realism. Welcome to The Realist Juggernaut. I'm your host, John Neff. I'm your co-host, Tony John. Always remember, there's a powerful force in realism where being real is always important. There is too many fake people in this world and they will lie to you to get what they want. So be a juggernaut. So be a juggernaut. The realist juggernaut. There's a powerful force in realism. realism. Unfortunately, where we are today with everybody being woke and awake and whatnot you know people don't know what side of the aisle they really want to be on in my opinion that's people seem split and i see that split right down the middle when it comes to everything um especially when it comes down to our gun laws our gun laws i mean obviously let's face it we're never going to get rid of our gun laws okay um, there are gun laws that we need that are important that help protect, you know, people who own guns. And there are laws that help protect people that don't have gun laws. But there are fair laws and there are unjustful laws um, and laws that shouldn't even be on the books. Um, you got people like Kathy Hochul, Joe Biden going after guns um realistically um and they say it to everybody's face and you got administrations before that that have you know gone after guns and put in senseless you know gun laws that absolutely make no sense um but and do nothing but hurt the actual law-abiding citizen who owns guns and a criminal is a criminal. A criminal will get what they want regardless how they want it, when they want it, and no law is going to stop them. So, with that said, coming out with new laws is not actually going to do anything for anybody. You're just going to hurt the law-abiding citizen that can protect you in a certain serious situation, like even a mass shooting. Unfortunately, in these situations, a lot of these people who create these mass shootings either got something wrong with them mentally or, you know, there's something. 
And there's also things like special interests um, that the deep state, I think, has interest in. And I believe that they are a part of this in some way, somehow, one way or another. It's hard to prove this, but it seems to be the case because these mass shootings seem to get worse as years go on. Yes, so, do. Tony, you we both did research. We both got a lot of info on this. So yes, I'm going to have you kick us off with yeah. what you got, okay. and then uh, I'll follow through. Okay, cool. Well, uh, first of all, how I'd like to just to send my thoughts, prayers, and condolences to the victims of the families involved in the attacks that we're about to discuss. Me as well. Well, first of all, what is a mass shooting? A mass shooting is a single incident involving the shooting with one or more firearms of a number of people with at least three or more killings in a single incident, especially when the victims are random. The motive for the mass shootings, which occur in public situations, is defining feature and that they are usually committed by deeply unhappy individuals seeking revenge or payback for failures in school, career, romance, and life in general. Sometimes the motive can be unclear. So one of the first incidents I want to talk about is a Columbine High School shooting. The incident occurred on April 20th, 1999 in Littleton, Colorado. Two teenagers later identified as Eric Harris, 18 years old, and Dylan Claybolt, 17 years old, who were found responsible for the shootings and were dressed in long black trench coats. Now, both perpetrators murdered 12 students and one teacher plus 24 wounded. 10 students were killed in the school library. In addition, 21 people were injured from the gunshots. Three people were injured trying to escape. Moments after the shooting, both Harris and Claybolt turned their guns on themselves and committed suicide. Now, during that time, it was known as the deadliest high school shooting in history, in the U.S. history. After the shooting, the incident has, has inspired dozens of copycat killings, also known as the Columbine Effect, which led to many deadlier shootings across the world. And you see that. Yep. Pretty much when, when, when this happened, a lot of incidents, copycats were actually based on this. Yes. If you, know, if you noticed. Yep, it triggers copycats, yes. Yes. Okay, so. Now, according to the investigation, Harris and Claybolt had initially planned the attack as a bombing, which the homie bombs they planted earlier failed to detonate, although some of them did detonate, but not what they planned. However, two bombs were set up, at, up as, as a diversion at another location, away from the school, in which one of them partially detonated. Now, due to the other failed bomb attempts, they decided on shooting instead. At 11.19 a.m., Jefferson County Dispatch Center received a 911 call reporting an explosion in a field three miles away from the school. During this time, the shooting be begins at the west entrance of the school where a 17-year-old girl named Rachel Scott and her friend Rachel, or sorry, Richard Cast Castaldo were among the first victims 
killing Scott and injuring Costado. At 11.22 a.m., the police responds to the west entrance. However, they did not know a shooting had actually taken place. At 11.26 a.m., six deputies attempted to rescue two wounded students near the ball fields. At 11.29 a.m., the shooting in the library begins. At 11.32 a.m., other law enforcement agencies arrive on the scene. At 11.36 a.m., Harris and Claybo exited the, the library and began shooting in random cl classrooms and continuing sending off explosives around school. Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, during this situation, do you believe that the gun actually did all the shooting by itself or did they physically actually hold the gun and pull the trigger? Hold the gun, pull the trigger. So the gun didn't grow legs or arms and start shooting everybody all on its own? It did not. Okay. Just, I have to be clear about it. So, And I had to believe this was intentional. I believe it was intentional as well. Yes. So what was their motivation? Their motivation was being bullied. I think that was the, that was the most part of it. Wow. Especially by jocks. At 11.32 a.m., other law enforcement agencies, agencies arrived on the scene. At 11.36, Harrison Claypaw exited the library and began shooting in random classrooms and continuing setting off explosives around the school. Okay. At 12 p.m., SWAT teams were stationed outside the school. At 12.06 p.m., the first SWAT team entered the school for a sweep. At 12.08 p.m., the suicides had occurred. Wow. Now let's talk about the motivation. The motivation is, you know, kind of unclear and inconclusive due to multiple rumors that were going around in the school. Mm -hmm. Now, it was speculated that Harris and Claybolt chose athletes, minorities, and Christians as their victims. There was also, is. yeah, there was also a speculation that Harris and Claybolt committed these killings because they were, because they were members of a group of a social outcast called the trench coat mafia that was fascinated by goth culture in addition harris and claybolt had carried out the shootings as retaliation for being bullied like i mentioned before but however other reasons involved violent video games and music such as marilyn, marilyn manson were blamed for inf influencing the killers however none of these theories were ever proven other rumors such as uh, the false claim spread by students that the killers were bullied because they were homosexual or gay. Well, it's like I said about the guns, unless it, you know, grew legs and had its own arms and fingers to pull the trigger um, to create these mass shootings. Or such, type of, like remote, singers, such type of remote control or something, you know, you know, you yeah, know like, that. Uh, I'm just saying, like, regardless, you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, I know. I what mean, you I'm mean, not John. trying. I'm not trying to make fun of the situation. Yeah, what exactly. I'm trying to point out is because of these new gun laws that they, um, right. each time there's a mass shooting, they come out and they try to make a new gun law. Exactly. Um, you know what I mean? They make like it's, yep. they blame the gun. That gun's too powerful. It shouldn't be out there. Right, you know? but they never exactly. they never blame the shooters. Just like yeah. this incident, exactly. they go and they blame Marilyn Manson or right. video games. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, obviously they had something mental going on. You exactly. know what I'm saying? And they, you know, couldn't 
they weren't satisfied with themselves, so they kind of took it on everybody else, whether somebody else was making fun of them or not, mm-hmm. and probably was. You know what I mean? All kids are. They're mean to yeah. each other in school, you know? I mean, but, you know, we That's had crazy. to deal with that as we were growing up, and yeah. we didn't go out there and go shooting people. You know what I'm saying? Nope. So, you know, kids are cruel, and, and that's just the way it is. And, and mm-hmm. these days it just seems like, you know, there's always some sort of excuse. Um, well, I'm going to go steal daddy's gun, and I'm going to go shoot up a school. Yeah. First off, you know, shame on those parents who do not lock up those guns. And I say this sincerely, especially, especially if you have kids in the house, period. You may think they may be responsible in some sense, but in reality, you do not know what's going on in their head. Right. So, and you also should teach your kids gun safety on top of it, Mm, period, if you have guns. So my kids know gun safety, bottom line. Um... So, yeah, with that said, you know what I mean? They do intend to blame, you know, movies, video games, and the guns themselves mm-hmm. instead of the person who's actually doing it. You know what I'm saying? So and then they'll take it out. They'll take all what these people do out on the innocent, law-abiding citizens. Yes. So... It burns my ass when it comes down to it. You know what I mean? I get really agitated when, you know what I mean? Because it's, yeah. that's all you hear all the time. Yes, you do. So, um, especially here in New York, New York is mm-hmm. one of the worst. So, yes, it is. Disgusting. But anyways, I'll let you go on. Sure. Um, I want to talk about the gun control that is related to this incident. Um, so, the shooting resulted in calls for more gun control measures. The gun show loophole and background checks became a focus of a national debate. It was the deadliest mass shooting during the era of the federal assault weapons ban. Now, in, in 2000, federal and state legislation made a proposal that would require safety locks on firearms as well as ban the importation of high-capacity ammunition magazines. Although laws were passed that made it a crime to buy guns for criminals and minors, there was considerable controversy over legislation pertaining to background checks at gun shows. There was concern in the gun lobby over restrictions on Second Amendment rights. Frank Lattenberg, I'm sorry, I'm going to pronounce it. But he's he's an American Democrat Party politician who served as a United States Senator from New Jersey, from right. 1982 to 2001. Now, he introduced a proposal to close the gun show loophole in federal law. It was right, so passed. You're, t- you're talking about uh, Frank Lawnberg. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That's him. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Gotcha. So, he introduced a proposal to close the gun show loophole in federal law. It was passed in the Senate, but not in the House. The Realist Juggernauts. There's a powerful force in realism. Realism. Next one is Virginia Tech shooting. If anyone remembers this, so. Yeah, I do remember that. Yes, me too. So the incident occurred in April 16, 2007 at Virginia P- 
Polytechnic Institute and State University in Blacksburg, Virginia. Now, a 23-year-old undergraduate identified as Sung Hee Cho, if I pronounced that right, from South Korea, had killed 32 people and wounded 17 others with two semi-automatic pistols. Wow. Now, six other people were injured trying to escape by jumping out of windows. Now, the first shooting occurred around 7 a.m. at the West Ambler Johnston Hall, a, dorm a dormitory for where, where two people were killed. However, the second shooting occurred around 9.40 a.m. at Norris Hall, a classroom building. Now, during this time, Cho chained, chained the main entrance doors shut and shot into four classrooms wow. and a stairwell and a stairwell killing 30 people or more upon police arrival cho had committed suicide by shooting himself in the head killing him instantly cho had previously been diagnosed with selective i think it's called mutism or severe depression and during much of his middle school and high school years, he received therapy and special education support. During the investigation, Cho changed out of his uh, bloodstained clothes. So he changed his clothes during the investigation and logged onto his he logged on his logged on his, his computer and deleted his emails and his student university account, wow. and then removed the hard drive. Although authorities suspected Cho had thrown his hard drive and mobile phone into a pond of water, uh, the searchers tried to look for it, but were unsuccessful. Couldn't find it. It probably got oh. taken by the the waves or something further yes. on, you know. So well, that was definitely planned, you know, definitely intentional. Oh yeah, a lot of these are planned. A lot of these are planned. Yes. yes, you know, I mean, it's it's sad state of affair. Mm -hmm. um, but again, in this incident, I don't see that the gun grew legs and arms and shit. So it did not. It did not shoot on its own. That's all right. All right. So the next uh, incident we're going to talk about is Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. The incident occurred on December fourteenth, two thousand and twelve, in Newtown, Connecticut. The shooter, later identified as Adam Lanza. 20 years old, had shot and killed 26 people. Only two were wounded during that time. The victims included 20 children between the ages of 6 and 7 years old and 6 adult staff members. Earlier that day, Lanza shot and killed his mother sometime before 9.30 a.m. with a 22 caliber Savage Mark II rifle at their Newtown home before driving to the school. Wow. That's crazy. While yeah. the while the first responders arrive at the scene, Lanza committed suicide by shooting himself in the head. Another guy shot himself in the head. I can't believe him. I can't believe this. He actually killed his mother. That's something definitely wrong with this guy. Right. Okay, so shortly after 9.35 a.m., Lanza arrived at the school and began shooting through a plate glass window next to Sandy Hook's locked front entrance in order to gain access to the school. With his Bushmaster 
XM15, e, I think it's a, I think it's called it E2S Assault Rifle or AR-15, another name for AR-15. Lenza also had 10 magazines with 30 rounds each. During this time, the school principal and the school psychologist was shot and killed during that time. He was, he was, now, that, now this guy, he was wearing black clothing, yellow earplugs, sunglasses, and an olive green utility vest. Wow. Initial reports stated that he was wearing body armor too, were deemed incorrect. They couldn't really prove that, so. He then entered two first grade classrooms and continued his killing spree in Wood and others. Now, I do have a timeline of this, of what actually happened. So, I'll go through it real quick. So, 9.35 a.m., Lanza is believed to first enter the school. 9.35 and 39 seconds, first 911 call to Newtown police is, is received. At 9.39, the first Newtown police arrives behind the school. 9.39 and 13 seconds, two more Newtown officers arrive, arrive at the school. 9.40 and 3 seconds, last shot heard was believed to be Lanza's suicide. 9.46, 23 a.m. Connecticut State Police arrived at the school. 9.46, 48 seconds. Connecticut State Police enter the school. A November 2013 report issued by the Connecticut State Attorney's Office concluded that Lanza acted alone and planned his actions but provided no motivation or why he targeted the school. A report issued by the Office of the Child Advocate in November 2014 said that Lanza had something that's called an Asperger's syndrome, and as a teenager, he had depression, anxiety, and obsessive compulsive disorder, but concluded that they had neither caused nor led to his murderous acts. I can't see why they would. I agree. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the gun control really quickly. So the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting encouraged discussions about gun control in the United States, including proposals for making the background check system universal and for new federal and state legislation banning the sale of manufactured of certain types of semi-automatic firearms and magazines with more than 10 rounds of ammunition, which which kind of what you, what you see today, right? Yeah, 10 rounds. Okay, so within hours of the shooting, a We the People petition was started asking the White House to immediately address the issue of gun control through the introduction of legislation in, con in Congress. And the gun control advocacy group called the Brady Campaign to prevent gun violence reported that a tremendous amount of donations in the hours after the shooting caused its website to crash. Five days later, President Barack Obama announced that he would make gun control a central issue of his second term, and he created a gun violence task force to be headed by Vice President Joe Biden. On January 16, 2013, Obama signed 23 executive orders and proposed 12 congressional actions regarding gun control. His proposals included universal background checks on firearms purchases, an assault weapons ban, and a high-capacity magazine limiting capacity to 10 cartridges. 
kind of what we see right now. Yeah, which nobody had a problem with that, except yeah. for the what they call assault weapons ban. Exactly. The realist juggernaut. There's a powerful force in realism. Realism. Criminals who obtain these weapons, okay, they do it illegally. They don't do it legally. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Us law-abiding citizens do it legally. You know what I mean? Now, my concern is, is how are these kids getting these weapons? You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like, this dude's exactly. like, you know what I mean? Like, this dude's like, well, how old was he? 20, 20 years old? Let's see which dude was it. The one, yeah. It's it. This one we yeah. were just talking yeah. about? He was 20, 20 right? Under 21, yeah. Okay, under, tw it, under 21. But it's some of them allow, like, 18 years old and, and more, or older. You can, you were able, yeah, you can purchase uh, an, an AR-15 at the age of 18. In yeah. New York, I don't think you no longer can. I think they changed that. Yeah, they changed it a lot, yeah. Just, just recently, yeah. Yeah, so, in which I have no problem with that, because I don't think an 18-year-old is, you know, I, I don't, nowadays I don't think an 18-year-old is, is absolutely, you know, correct up here to be using exactly. an AR-15. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, back in the day, we grew up a little more mature. Um, these kids are not growing up as mature as we did. So, Things are a little bit different, so I guess yes. we have no choice but to take action on that. As far as that, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, as far as trying to make it harder on us law-abiding citizens, I don't agree with. Um, you know, I think that it's okay to extend a little bit of the background check, um, a little bit further as far as like you know, um, getting into like talking to your doctor or something like that. I, I'm okay with that. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Like, if mm -hmm. there's any kind of paperwork or whatever that, that says, oh, yeah, this person shouldn't have, you know, a gun or not or whatnot because they were they were just recently in a mental hospital. Exactly. That's a red flag. Ding some, dong. Some, you know what I'm of, saying? Some, like Some kind of mental issue. You know, just a, one little thing that you might have, you know, it could be deadly. Or, you know, it could be really right. have a bad effect. Exactly. And, 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 you know, I can agree with those, you know, but when you... When you come in and try to hang the law-abiding citizen, you're doing nothing but giving more options to the criminal. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Because you make it harder for law-abiding citizens to obtain a gun or a gun license so they can carry and maybe, you know, be able to protect, you know what I mean, some, some, of, the, some of these people in these situations. Yeah. You know, uh, to prevent, you know, more people from getting killed. You see what I'm saying? So that's just how I feel about it. A lot of other people feel like that, too. So, you know, why these Democrats keep going after the guns is beyond me. You see what I'm saying? Getting rid of an AR-15, that ain't going to make any bit of difference. Because I'll tell you what, a shotgun... Is way worse than any AR-15. If you were to get yeah. shot, oh if you get shot yeah. by a shotgun, you oh know what I mean? God. You're done. You know what I mean? There's no question to it. <laughs> You're fucking shredding your insides, dude. <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got, you know, multiple, you know what I mean? Like, like BB-sized pellets coming out of that thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when you got an AR-15, you got a bullet that may be just a little bit bigger than the nine millimeter handgun bullet. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't even gonna make a difference 
by getting rid of the AR-15, bottom line. So, but their idea, their idea is to, to, to put more gun, useless gun laws on the books, so this way they can make their move to actually get rid of all the guns. Because I, yeah. I think that's what, I mean, they'll probably allow us to have pea shooters, but that's about it. Mm. I think that's where they're trying to take us. And, uh, well, okay. unfortunately you can't, because I'll tell you what, in my opinion, this is how I feel when it comes down to these gun laws. You have a federal government that has much bigger weapons than you, okay? You know, this government is already starting to go rogue, yes. okay? Do you, would you like to not have a gun in your possession when they decide to go fully rogue and come after us? Or would you want a gun to protect yourself? So the difference between AR-15 and some handgun um, is the fact that the bullet will travel further. It's got a little bit more power, so you'd be able to shoot. You know what I yeah. mean? But it ain't nothing. The AR-15 ain't nothing compared to what, you know, our military actually has. Right. You see what I'm saying? Or law enforcement in that matter. Now, you know what I mean? So, in my opinion, you know what I mean? We need our guns. Yeah, because yeah. you can't you can't have a Canada here. You know what I'm saying? Like... You know, a lot of Canadians are not happy the fact that they lost their gun rights. Right. As far as, you know, they can't, they, they, they can't carry like we can here. No. You see what I'm saying? I believe in Canada you got to have a permit even for a shotgun. So, you know, you can't just walk up into a gun store and be like, hey, I want that gun. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as I know, you got to have a permit to obtain that shotgun. Is that how we want to hear I, I don't want no. I don't want that. Me, me neither. You know what I'm saying? So I want to be able to defend myself with whatever I want to defend myself with. And uh, they're trying to take that away using these situations to get the upper hand over us. Yes. So. Now, the next uh, shooting I want to talk about is the Orlando nightclub shooting. The incident occurred on June 12, 2016 at a gay nightclub in Orlando, Florida, a 29-year-old man, later identified as Omar Mateen, had shot and killed 49 people and wounded 53 others during the attack, while around 320 people were inside the, uh, the club. Around 2 a.m., Mateen entered the nightclub with an AR-type rifle and a handgun and began shooting into the crowd. The victims were mostly Latinos. Sometime after the shooting began, Mateen called 911 and swore allegiance to Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, a terrorist leader of the militant group of the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, also known as ISIS. Mateen told the negotiator that he was committing the acts due to the death of Abu Wahid, a terrorist leader of a militant group ISIS was killed by an airstrike attack by the U.S. in May 2016. Mateen was later shot and killed by police after a three-hour standoff. Now, during the, during the investigation, the shooting was deemed an act of terrorism instead of a hate crime. Now, what do you think, John? Was this considered a hate crime or a terrorist attack? I'd say both. Yeah, me too. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Definitely both. Mm-hmm. 
There's no doubt about that. I mean, yes. you know, you hate Americans. That's mm-hmm. a hate crime. Right. You know what I mean? You're a terrorist because you belong to a terrorist organization. And you're coming here to kill Americans that you hate because your leader got killed. Right. It's both. It's both. Okay. But that's, that's you know, that's people's kind of thinking, though. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, it's just yes, terrorism. Yes. You yes, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but no, it was both. So, mm-hmm. but good call on that one, mm-hmm. okay. for sure. Right. Yes. All right, I'm gonna move moving uh, moving to the next one. Okay. This one was kind of a big one. It's kind of a touchy for me too. So, so next one, I mean, they are all touchy, but this one kind of like really bit me. But well, besides the one that was close to home. So, but this one was the Las Vegas shooting. I remember no. this one. This was yes. at country music. Country music, yes. No, you know, because people, you know, they're, they're enjoying themselves, you know, and listening to music, and all of a sudden, boom. I think it was Jason Aldean concert. Yes, it was. I think. Yes. I'm right? Yes. I think so. <laughs> but I have to look that up. <laughs> but yes, I think it was. Okay, so. So, now the, the next one I want to talk about is the Las Vegas shooting. The incident occurred on October 1st, 2017, at the Las Vegas Strip in Nevada. A 64-year-old man, later identified as, I don't know how to pronounce this, as Stephen Stefan Paddock, opened fire on the crowd attending the Route 91 Harvest Country Music Festival. Uh-huh. Now, Paddock fired more than 1,000 bullets, killing 60 people and wounding 411 people with gunshot wounds or shrapnel injuries. Paddock was shooting from his 32nd uh, floor suite in the Mandalay Bay Hotel. The shooting, created a, yeah, the shooting created a panic. A lot of people started running around, panicking, didn't know where the bullets were coming from. So the shooting created a panic that injured a total of 867 people. Yeah, 867 so people got injured. Yeah, this was a long duration during yes, the shooting too. Yes, it was one of the longest I've ever seen. Yeah, yep. before the police, are, you know, before they actually got there, and but at first up. they didn't even know where the hell he was shooting. Exactly, you're trying to find him at first. Yes, it took a long yeah. time to find him. All right, so Paddock was shooting from his 32nd floor suite in the Mandalay Bay Hotel. The shooting created a panic, where everybody just started running, scared, didn't know what to do. That injured a total of 867 people. The immediate dead uh, was around 58 victims. 36 were women, 22 were men, all of whom died from gunshot wounds. But an hour later, he was found dead in his room from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Now, here's what I have to say about this part right here. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, I reviewed this video, mm-hmm. um, which will be played, well, it's played in the beginning of this uh, show. Yes. Um, to me, in my opinion, I believe that they just shot the guy. It's possible, yes. Okay. Um, in my opinion, that's what it seemed to me. Um, I mean, I ain't going to lie, I probably would have shot him too. You know what I mean? If I had the chance, I would just shoot him because the guy, yes. you know, no matter, he, he'd have been, you know, he killed so many people and hurt so many people, you know what I mean, in this, mm-hmm. and, and you know, it was just, 
obviously you have to do what you got to do. You know exactly. what I'm saying? I yes. mean, you know, he he deserved what he got. Yeah. Uh, all these people deserve, you know, some kind of death penalty, and mm-hmm. you know, to kill themselves, they didn't deserve that. They should never cut. They should have, you know, faced their own responsibilities. Exactly, and 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 did with that. Um, but this is one of the incidents where I'm kind of conflicted because um, of type of um, of gun he had and whatnot, and and the type of gun they were trying to say he had. Um, I do believe that you know this this gun had it was much bigger than what they said it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Much bigger yeah. bullets. Um, to me, it, you know, it's just backs one of my theories as far as me thinking that the deep state is involved mm-hmm. in stuff like this. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, and 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 to me, that could be why they made sure they killed this guy. Yeah, you see what I'm saying because of the amount of people that he killed, and uh-huh. obviously, if that were if he were to sit there and say, "Oh, it's because of the deep state," you know what I'm saying? Then that would bring a whole lot of pressure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On yeah. on the deep state. So in the long run, I, I believe that's what happened, and that's why they got rid of him the way they did. So I don't believe, in my opinion, I don't believe it was self-inflicted. I believe that they shot him. So, which... Yeah, I, I can agree to that. Yeah, I would have did it. I would have yeah. shot him too, so <laughs> bottom line. <laughs> Probably, you know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Um, you know, that's just how I feel. Okay, so the motive for this mass shooting was actually officially undetermined. They couldn't figure it out why he did it. Now, the incident focused attention on firearms laws in the U.S., especially with the issue of what something that's called that bump, was that bump stocks? Did you ever hear yep. that? Okay, stock. so yep. bump stocks, okay. Which, which, you know, which is a device that can be attached to a semi-automatic firearm in place of a conventional gun stock. I'm making it to fire bullets more rapidly. Yeah, it will turn it into an automatic. Automatic, exactly. So right. which paddock used to fire shots in a rapid succession or automatic at a rate similar to, like I said, at a rate similar, like we said before, to an automatic firearm. The bump stocks were banned by the U.S. Justice Department in December 2018. But I don't believe that it was a bump stock, though, in my opinion. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. I believe the, the t- if you listen to the way this gun was firing if you know your weapons you know what I'm this gun was much bigger than what was said that he had you see what so, i'm saying you so can hear kind, it it's like so what kind of gun do you think it might have been john if he said it was much bigger than what he had i would think it what would be a, a, a military style weapon oh yeah okay yeah you see like what i'm an, saying like an m16 or something or something maybe a something bit bigger maybe than a little that. bit okay you know what I mean? I believe it's it was a little bit bigger than that. Just the sound of it, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. uh, you know, if you ever watch like a, movies, you know what I'm like saying? An actual, like, like, like real like military type. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like real military type uh, movies. You listen, you can hear the type of uh, weapons being shot during like a, a war scene. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you look at the type of gun that you're, you know what I mean? That, that, that the idea of it being a military style weapon uh-huh. versus like something like an AR-15. Yeah. I think sounds more realistic than them saying that this was an AR-15 or something. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or 
or whatever rifle they were trying to say this was. You know what I mean? It was definitely much bigger than any civilian's weapons. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In my opinion. So my my opinion to that is, where the hell did he get it? Exactly. How did he get all up into the hotel? How did all that stuff that he had get into the hotel? Because he had so much stuff, and I guess it was them. From what I'm, from what I seen, what I heard, he had a bunch of bags and and bags and stuff. Bring it to the hotel, but it took him like a couple of days to do it. But, right, yeah, a couple exactly. of days though, but nobody days. noticed. Nobody how, noticed how could, exactly. Exactly. How could how could anybody not notice mm -hmm. that you, this guy, the type of baggage that he had though, like you know some of his military style bags, mm -hmm. from my understanding. Yep. So how did he? How did not? not one person noticed that this dude's bringing up some serious baggage like exactly yeah and <laughs> you know, know what I'm, i mean so yes and i'm, I'm talking about it just a little bit how much he had up there too so you know just you know so but mm -hmm. i know what you're talking about yeah exactly how did he get that stuff up there without being noticed right and it's confusing me like because you know you sit there and you think about yeah well this is something that the deep state probably could have hands in mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um, paying out hush money, paying his family's money. I mean, this guy had some debts, as far as I understood, too. You mm. know what I mean? Maybe they paid off his debts to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, or paid his family off so they keep their mouth shut. But one thing's for damn sure, you don't hear much about this anymore. No, you don't. You see what I'm saying? Just like some of the mass shootings that you hear, the only one you seem to hear is Columbine and, and Sandy Hook all the time. That's mm -hmm. all you hear. Just yeah. like just like the top shooter here in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Guess what? You don't hear much of it anymore, do you? No, you don't. No. But when it first happened, you 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 had people coming here, you know, quite quick. Yes. Kathy Hochul came here quite quick. Joe Biden came here quite quick. You see what I'm saying? Dropped everything they were doing just to come to, all the way to Buffalo? Come on, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It is what it is. That's, that's my thought. Just saying. The Realist Juggernauts. There's a powerful force in realism. Realism. Now, during the investigation, according to Paddock's girlfriend, he repeatedly cased out Las Vegas Village from different windows in their room. You know, when they stayed at the Mandalay Bay a month before the shooting. Paddock also may have considered attacking previous events such as large-scale events in Boston, the Lollapalooza Festival in Chicago, and others. Now, Paddock arrived at the Mandela Bay on September 25th, 2017, and booked into room 32-135, a complimentary room on the 32nd floor, uh, days later. I didn't see how many days, but just, just a few, we'll say a few days later. He also checked into the uh, connected room at 32-134. Now, both suites overlooked the site of the concert at Las Vegas Village. Upon arrival, uh, he did spend most of his time on the gaming floor. He brought five suitcases to his room on September 25th. Five on September 25th. Five. Seven on the 26th. Two on the 28th, six on the 30th, and two more on October 1st with help from the hotel bellman. And nobody said nothing. Nobody said shit. How ironic is that? All right, so his 
arsenal of weapons and ammunition included 14 AR-15 type rifles, some of which were equipped with bump stocks, and 12 of which had 100 round magazines. Also additional 8 AR-10 type rifles, a bolt action rifle, and a revolver. On September 30th, he placed a do not disturb sign on the doors of both rooms. Wow. Now, the mass shooting occurred between 10.05 p.m. and 10.15 p.m. on October 1st, 2017, which was the third and final night of the festival. After Paddock used a hammer to break two of the windows in both of his suites, he began shooting through them at 10.05 p.m. When the shooting began, country music singer Jason Aldean was giving the closing performance. Many people in the crowd initially mistook the gunfire for fireworks. During the shooting, police officers were initially confused whether the shots were coming from the Mandela Bay, their nearby hotel, that was a Luxor Hotel, or the festival grounds. They didn't know where the actual was coming from. Yeah, because they had the sound of that gun. Exactly. It was so, so loud. So mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, so but there were there are, there are also multiple false reports of additional shooters at other hotels on the strip. Officers eventually spotted multiple flashes of gunfire from the middle of the northern side of the Mandela Bay and responded to the hotel. Uh, investigators found that hidden surveillance cameras that were placed inside and outside the hotel room that he was staying at. Apparently, so Paddock could monitor the arrival of others. Then now the cameras were not in record mode. Police stated a handwritten note found in the, in the room indicated that Paddock had been calculating the distance, wind, trajectory, from the 32nd floor hotel suite to the concert goers he was targeting on the festival lot. John, what's that tell you? Is, was he, could he been from the, be the military or like, like, like a professional shooter it, at that point? It beats me. All I know is this dude, uh, <laughs> he knew what he was doing. Exactly, yeah. Bottom line. And, 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 you know, I mean, hey, he could have been CIA for all we know. Exactly, yeah. Could have been an FBI, could have been a police officer, military mm -hmm. officer, who knows. But regardless, but, it just seems kind of you know, weird, all this equipment, mm -hmm. how they got it up there. You know what I mean? And ironically, at the end of this thing, shoot this guy dead. Mm -hmm. They claim he shot himself, but I'm sorry. I believe that they did. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I believe they did it not for the right reason, but for the reason that, you know, mm -hmm. they had something to hide yeah. in the deep state. That's right. my opinion. Right. So. Okay. So. All right, so shortly before 10 p.m., hotel security guard named Jesus Campos was sent to the 32nd floor to investigate an open door alert. He attempted to open a door that provided immediate access to the floor, but found that it would not open. After Campos entered the floor, he discovered an L-shaped like bracket screwed into the door and door frame which was responsible for barring the door from opening. So this guy placed, placed an object there to prevent the door from opening. Now, after reporting the discovery to his dispatch center, 
he heard that uh, what he thought was a sound of rapid drilling coming from room 32-135 and went to investigate the matter. At approximately 10.05, he was hit in the right thigh by one of the round 35 bullets that Paddock fired through the door of his suite. After Campos was hit, it took cover in, the, uh, in between rooms 32-122 and 30-124 and immediately informed the hotel by radio and cell phone that he had, he had been shot. Now, between 10.26 p.m. and 10.30 p.m., eight additional police officers arrived at the 32nd floor to begin their sweep. At 11.20 p.m., they arrived at Paddock's room and discovered Paddock's dead Again, I believe otherwise. I believe that they yes. <laughs> he was alive when they went in there, they shot yes. him, and then you know what I mean like there's yeah. just too much it just I don't know, if you watch the footage, it just seems exactly like that, you know. All right. I hate to say it, but I would have shot him too, but mm -hmm. that's beside the that's besides the point. You know, especially yeah. if you had some sort of hidden agenda with this character. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, which I think that, you know, in some instances, I think that it, it it benefits them to pay these mental idiots to, you know, do this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And in some sort of way, kind of find a way to make new gun laws out of all this. If you realize every, you know, every shooting, mass shooting that occurs... There is a new gun control bill put out there. Yeah, there is. You know what I'm saying? Um, just like if I remember correctly, even after this incident, there was a new gun control law put in effect. Am I wrong? I don't think so. I think they're, I think, I think they're on the right track. If I'm correct, it would be the bump stock? Something to ban the bump stocks? Yes. I think that's what they did. But if you realize that they always got some something new, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, to to put out there in, in some sort of sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh -huh. So the shooting encouraged support in Congress for assault weapons, legislation that would ban bump stocks. Now, many, congressional, many congressional Democrats and some Republicans expressed support. Now, the House leaders said that the issue of bump stocks uh, regulation should be decided by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, uh, which originally uh, approved the bump stocks. Now, the National Rifle Association, the NRA, came out in a favor of the administrative bump stock regulations. Now, firearms retailers reported increased consumer interest in bump stocks. That's what came out of it. Right, but that's they use that as an excuse because... Yes. Uh, it, you know what? Um the National Rifle Association, the NRA, mm -hmm. I mean, being that you are for firearms, shouldn't have came out against it. Yeah. See, so, you know, they should have just kept their nose out of that and helped fight, you know, fight against it. The realist juggernaut. There's a powerful force in realism. Joker. If I were the devil, 
If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree. The. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography, Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want it until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. What'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. The Realist Juggernaut. The U.S. has had at least... 314 mass shootings so far in the year 2022. And uh, you could find the whole list online, obviously. Um, you know, there's a lot more shootings and, you know, they didn't, and then, and then everybody wonders why we're getting hammered with gun laws all the time. So um, you can go on the public mass shooting. It's a database. Um, it's a masses detail of half of century of the U.S. mass shootings with uh, firearms uh, generating psychological histories as well. Um, all kinds of things on here that can help you um, figure
figure out if somebody, you know, if you know, try to help you out to to see if somebody, if they say, um, oh, I'm going to go in that school and shoot it up, if they're serious or not. So there's there's ways of figuring all this out. Um, but I think what's you know, there's the, the the workplace seems to be a higher percentage of shootings. That's 30.8% of well, the, the mass the shootings. Work, the workplace one, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's at workplaces. Yeah. Um, uh, retail establishments, things mm -hmm. like that. You know what I mean? Um, like retails and establishments, that's like 16.9% of shootings happen there. Mm -hmm. you got bars and restaurants, it's like 13.4%. Um, you got residential locations at 8.1%. Outdoor shootings is like 8.1%. Um, K-12, K kindergarten to 12th grade school shootings is 76 So that's pretty, a pretty low number for school shootings, um, considering the workplace mm -hmm. at 30%. You see what I'm saying? I mean, none of, none of this should be happening anyways, but besides it does at places of worship, it's 64 uh, and then you got college or universities, that's 5.2. And then you got government or place of civic importance is 3.5%. So, you know, it's not, the school shootings isn't as, as bad as they're making it out to be when they come out. Usually it's the school shootings when everybody starts getting hammered with, you know, gun laws. You know what I mean? They try to make new ones and, you know, limitations on this and limitations on that and expand this and expand that. And it just makes things really bad for a law abiding citizen. Seriously. You know, it's just not good. Um, but I mean, that's an interesting website. People want to look at it. It's, uh, it's I think it's the National Institute of Justice um, website. So. You know, I'll probably post that on the website too. You guys can check that out at www.therealistjuggernaut.com. So, you know, there's also all types of mass shootings going back, you know, like the, the early 1900s. So it's not like, you know, mass shootings are something new. You know what I mean? It's It's been going on for a long time. On May 14, 2022, a mass shooting occurred in Buffalo, New York at a Topps Friendly Market store. Can you believe, can you believe that shit? At a freaking grocery store. Right. So a supermarket, uh, at, at a supermarket that's located in the east side neighborhood in Buffalo. Yeah, that was on Jefferson Avenue. Yes, it was. Mm. So this person had traveled for three and a half hours to the supermarket from his hometown of Conklin, New York, about 200 miles away. At least at least 10 African-American people were killed and three other people were injured. The shooter was later identified as 18-year-old Peyton S. Gentren, who was taken into custody and charged with first-degree murder. The shooter live-streamed part of the attack on a social media called Twitch, but the live stream was shut down by the service in under two minutes, or around two minutes, it could have been more. I'm not exactly sure what time it was shut down, but it was shut down. He formally entered a plea of not guilty on May 19th, 2022. Gendron is reported to have a written, uh, called something that's called a manifesto? Manifesto? Yeah. Describing himself as an ethno-nationalist 
supporting white supremacy and motivated to commit political violence. The attack has been described as an act of a domestic terrorism and the incident is being investigated as motivated by racism. Now, yes, Governor, yes, yes. Now, Governor Kathy Hochul promised uh, policy changes in the state as a result of the attack, while convicting the shooter and consoling the victim's families. At around 2:30 p.m., the shooter arrived at the Tops Supermarket on Jefferson Avenue, and which is considered a, a black neighborhood in Buffalo, New York. Now, this guy, he was wearing body armor and a military grade helmet carrying a modified Bushmaster XM-15 rifle. Which opens which opens up a whole another can of worms when it comes yes, down to the deep exactly. state. So. And a head-mounted camera through which he live-streamed the attack on the online service called Twitch. In addition, he had a Savage Arms Axis XP hunting rifle and a Mossberg 500 shotgun located in his vehicle. Uh, on his rifle, he had reportedly written the word N-I-G-G-E-R and referenced reparations along with the names of white supremacists, mass murders, such as Dylan Roof, Robert Bowers, Brenton Tarrant, and John Ernest. An acronym that says S-Y-G-A-O-W-N, also known as Stop Your Genocide Against Our White Nations. On the far right slang, uh, buck status broken. That's what it said in the rifle, I believe. So. And just, I want to be clear with everybody that yes. we do not condone any kind of racism. No, we do not. We do not, and we will not ever condone it. We'll not tolerate so that. We're just trying to explain what we think is going on here. Um, and therefore, we have to give you the details. Exactly. Just like yeah. the video you guys saw in the beginning of this, um, it is one of not too many videos. And... Uh, Unfortunately, you know, to give you a sense of what this dude was thinking, mm -hmm. you needed to see that. Yes. So I just want y'all to understand that. Okay. So every race, whether you're white race, black race, Hispanic race, whatever race you are, you should never, ever condone racism, period. Every race has racism in it. And it should be called out. Everybody should be calling out their own race as far as that goes. Because it needs to stop. Yes, it is. So, with that said, yeah, go ahead, Tony. Okay, so, a law enforcement source told the Daily Beast he had also written on his rifle names of one or more victims of the, I think it's called the Waukesha Christmas Parade attack. I believe, um, on the weapons in his car, which had not been used during the shooting, he had written White Lives Matter in what appears to be the name of a victim of a crime committed by a black, uh, black suspect, 
according to C uh, CNN. Now, before the shooting, Gendron wrote that he had purchased a rifle illegally and modified it to accept magazines capable of holding up to 30 rounds, which are illegal in New York State, where the limit is 10 rounds. Now, according to the investigation, as he approached the scene, he was observed re recording on his live stream saying, just go for it. At 2.31 p.m., Buffalo police received a call reporting shots fired at the store. The first responding officers and firefighters arrived a minute later and reported bodies laying outside, uh, outside the building. At 2.34 p.m., a dispatcher started informing uh, responding officers of an active shooter situation at the store. Now, the shooter shot four people in the parking lot, killing three. One survived. He then entered the store, shooting eight more people and killing six. According to a law enforcement source, the shooter yelled racial slurs during the incident. Many employees and customers used the store's break room to hide from the shooter and barricade the door with the heavy desk. Other customers were hidden by uh, employees in the milk cooler and said the shooter shot through the coolers, but like like the milk cartons, whatever, and the coolers kind of stopped most of the bullet, uh, started, kind of stopped most of the bullets for going through. So at some point, an armed security guard, a former Buffalo Police Department officer named Aaron Salter Jr. shot at him. Now, due to the shooter's body armor, Salter's bullets did not stop him. The shooter returned fire at Salter, who died at the scene. At another point, the shooter aimed his gun at a white person behind a checkout counter, but apologized and did not shoot. By 2.36 p.m., the shooter had gone to the front of the building where patrol officers were able to talk to him into dropping his gun after he aimed at his neck. After his arrest, the suspect made disturbing statements regarding his motive and state of mind. Now, Erie County Sheriff John Garcia said the shooting was a straight up racially motivated hate crime from somebody outside of our community. Now, Stephen Balangia, the head of the local FBI office, told reporters that the agency is investigating the shooting as both a hate crime and an act of racially motivated violent extreme extremism. Police arrested the shooter and transported him to Buffalo uh, Police Headquarters, which police uh, are reporting him to be in custody by about around 2.36 p.m. The shooter's parents have cooperated with investigators and were interviewed by federal agents. Now, Gendron's background, uh, the accused identified in the court as Peyton S. Uh, Gendron as an 18-year-old white male. Gendron graduated from uh, Susquehanna Valley High School and was previously enrolled at, at SUNY Broome Community College in Binghamton. His parents are civil engineers. He previously stated that his intention to become one as well, according to his neighbors, uh, classmates interviewed him, interviewed by the New York Times, said he was quiet and rarely attended to uh, rarely attended in-person classes, and he exhibited a range of unusual behavior, 
including wearing a hazmat suit in class at one point. Mm-hmm. Now, in June 2021, uh, Gendron had been investigated by the police in uh, Broome, I think it's called Broome, yeah, Broome County for threatening other students at his high school. A teacher ha- had asked him about his plans after the school year, and he responded, I want to murder and commit suicide. This guy actually said that. And and nobody reported this at all. Exactly, exactly. And that's that's where, you know what I mean? Like, you can come out with all these red flag laws all you want to, but when you mm-hmm. got people not coming out, and reporting things like this, the red flag laws don't work. Right. So he was referred to a hospital for mental health evaluation and counseling, but was released after being held for, for at, least, at least one day and a half. Now, Gendron told the police that he was joking. Oh, I was just joking. You know, I don't believe what I say. You know, he make him kind of, kind of talking bullshit, whatever. So he would right. later well, write an online about how it was a well executed bluff. Now, he was not charged in connection with the incident. Investigators said that he did not have made a specific enough threat to, you know, to warrant for further action, but the New York State Police did seek an order from a state court to remove guns from Gendron's possession. The mental health evaluation was not an, an, an involuntary commitment, which would have prohibited him from him buying guns under federal law. But therefore, the state police didn't report yes. what was going on. Exactly. Wow. So, however, uh, when Gendron turned 18, he was cleared of the background check by filling the uh, the form, was it 4473, and is typically required under the U.S. federal law. Uh, during the purchase of his rifle, the seller said that there were no obviously red flags. So he cleared another check while purchasing a shotgun at a store in Pennsylvania, saying that he would use it for target practice. The realist juggernauts. There's a powerful force in realism. Realism. Just saying, you know, the best part of this whole thing is 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 the communication. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you got somebody talking like this. You got these things going on in school, but yet this kid wasn't, you know, made to get his head check yes. or anything. Anybody coming out forward about it. You know right. what I'm saying? And what's really disappointing is the the state police not coming forward with this. Exactly, yeah. And making note of this. Mm-hmm. So that's their fault. Just say it. All right, so let me move on real quick. So uh, the investigation. So the police said that Gendron had been in Buffalo in early March. They also said that he was uh, there a day before the shooting with the intent to explore the area and in, in, inside the store at Top uh, Supermarket. But according to police, he had researched previous hate-motivated attacks and shootings. According to a childhood friend, Gendron came to his house the day before the shooting and left him with five boxes of ammunition. He said he needed space to rearrange his house and would retrieve the ammunition later. Now, according to the Buffalo Police Commissioner, they uncovered information that uh, if he escaped the supermarket, he had plans to continue his attack. He's going to you know, go after another place. Yep. So the uh, the, con- uh, the county's district attorney said he had evidence that Gendron was motivated by his racial animosity. According to law enforcement sources, he spoke to the Buffalo News and they were investigating that Gendron's alleged attack, uh, alleged, alleged con- contact with several people online, including a retired federal agent, and whether these individuals had 30 minutes of advance notice of the attack 
yet did not uh, notify the authorities like we yeah, and they, before. And there was a there was also something going on online with this uh, uh, this person's name is Simon H. Butler. Yes. Um, he says, I am Simon Butler and I am an accomplice of the Buffalo shooter and I have a hostage. And mm -hmm. if he isn't released within the next hour, I would start taking names. And there's a picture with somebody holding a gun up, a gun up to the back of a lady's head, yes. which will be posted um, in this video as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but I haven't heard anything more come from that. No. Not, not one iota of anything. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, John, this next, and then the uh, next piece of information, information that I have, it kind of bothers me because uh, this, is, this is what happened to during the incident. So, a separate investigation in connection to the shooting began on May 15th into the uh, conduct of a 911 operator. This kind of bothered me when I heard about this. So, mm -hmm. an assistant manager at the Tops, you know, store called 911 and whispered to avoid, you know, the exposure by the shooter. So mm -hmm. she was in there, called in one, whispered, you know, explaining what's going on. So the employee was then, re the employee was then reportedly shouted at by the dispatcher from 911, was wondering why the woman was whispering. Right. And then allegedly hung up on the employee. Now the office of the Erie County Executive announced that the dispatcher was placed on administrative leave and was fired after the disciplinary hearing. She should have been more than fired on that one. Now that really made me really upset when I saw that and heard that. Yeah, because that's your right. You're a dispatcher, and you should have made sure. Regardless of anything, I do believe that in a situation like that, they would just send the cops out anyways on a normal incident. Exactly. And you know what? Most of these guys, they're they're trained for that. They're trained to you know to get these calls, and um, especially if they're whispering that they know that there's got to be a problem or something going on. Right. I mean, are they are they trained for like, for stuff like that? Yeah, there there definitely are, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Yeah, that's what that's what really bothered me. So yeah, you know, you know, a lot of this stuff with this gentry, I I, I think that you know, into my in my opinion, um, I believe this was a um, deep state thing. Yeah, because one because of you know, numerous you know things that 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 weren't reported, um, the the the. The gear that he had on, especially the headgear, where the hell, the head, where the hell yes. did he get? Where did he get that? They never explain where he got that from because they won't. They what about, won't what, what about the body armor too? I mean, is that kind of like hard to get too? You well, in certain or, instances, yeah. But the head with the helmet you're talking about, right? right? That was actual military. Military that was actual military grade helmet. Military like, grade equipment. Yeah. That, where do you get that? You know what I'm saying? To, to me, it sounds like he was already handed this stuff uh -huh. a while ago. So it, it, to me, it just smells like deep state. That's just all what I'm saying, because, you you know, the president was here. Biden made sure he showed up here on that day. Mm -hmm. Then, uh, you know, it was well publicized. Yes. Kathy Poco was here. And then right after state gun control laws surge after high profile mass shootings. So then what happens again? Then we end up with another shooting after this. Yes. So uh, you want to go into that? Yeah, we're going right into the Rob Elementary the School Rob shooting. The Rob Elementary School shooting. So this incident occurred on May 24th, 2022 at Rob Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, 10 yeah. days after the Buffalo shooting. Right. So around 1130 a.m., an 18-year-old uh, male later identified as Salvador Ramos, or, or Ramos, whatever, how you pronounce it, I'm sorry, 
and entered the school and fatally shot 19 students and two teachers and wounded 17 other people. Wow. Now, most of the shooting took place inside one classroom, and 90% of the people were Hispanic. Now, before the shooting on the same day, he shot his own grandmother in the face at his home or their home, wow. severely wounding her. Now, Ramos had an AR-15 type rifle and body armor during the shooting at the school. Police officers waited 78 minutes on site before breaching the classroom to engage Ramos. Do you know why that happened? No. Tell me, John. They were told not to go in. Not to go in. They were told not to go in. In fact, there are parents that were trying to get into the school with their own guns to go after this character. Wow. Oh, my God. So the police department, the, well, I wouldn't say the whole police department. Well, they, they, I should say the whole police department. But, you know, I can't say much for the police officers that did want to go in there. But they were told to stand down by their commanding officer. So their chief it, told them no, not to go in. So who's above their commanding officer? Beats me. I don't know how the, the chain of command works in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean? But but I mean nobody nobody else was going in there for all that whole time while this right. person was in there. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So you know, yeah, I I, I do know that much. They, they they yeah, they were told to stand down in that situation wow. in Uvalde. Mm -hmm. That's fucked up, John. Yep. So at first we were, you know, we were all trying to sit there and trying to figure out, you know, could this be an issue with the police or or, or whatnot? And we were hoping it wasn't, but yeah. it, it turned out to be a huge. <laughs> it was the police, unfortunately, um, that are to blame for this one because mm -hmm. they could have ended this a long time ago. Right. But they had conflicting in they had conflicting information too on top of it, so they didn't know mm -hmm. if there was one or more in there or whatnot. So, but regardless, I mean, you got to still have a plan of action. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just don't, you just don't have somebody in there shooting up a school and then uh, there's no plan of action with that. Mm -hmm. you, you get where I'm going with that? So yeah. it is what it is, unfortunately, with that. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know what else came up, came up of this, but for some reason, this seems to disappear too. Right. You don't hear nothing. Just like the Buffalo shooting, you hear nothing about that now. Yes. yes. You see what I'm saying? And, um, you know, I want to say something, a little shout out to Byron Brown. Um, I want you to understand, um, Mr. Mayor, that you were, you were put back in the office by the people in the middle. And you coming out, going after assault rifles, what you call assault rifles, you should not be doing. You should be standing up for the men and women who obey the law. Not going against us with these far leftists. I just want to put that out there, Mr. Byron Brown. Okay. Okay, so around 12.50 p.m., Ramos was shot and killed by the United States Border Patrol Tactical Unit. Now, Ramos was a, he, he was actually a resident of the, of all these, from an, he actually was a resident of the, of the school. He actually went to the school as a kid from early from an early age was a former student at the school of the high school he was also he also attended rob elementary school for fourth grade in the same class in the same classroom where he was killed so he actually went there wow don't surprise me though yeah he did not he surprise did, me 
he did not have a criminal record or any documentation, mental health issues. He had no mental health issues or any documentations, you know, that may have, you know, caused the cause of the committing this crime. So, although wow. he had previous posted violent threats online, but that's about it. According to his classmates and some of his friends, Ramos had a stutter and a strong lip, so which he was often bullied. So he was actually bullied when he was a child or growing up in the high school. Now, after the shooting, uh, Senator, Senator Ted Cruz addressed uh, there needs to be more armed law enforcement on school campuses. And I agree with that. Yes. And Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called for the U.S. to pass stricter gun control measures. And he urged Republican members of Congress to resist influences, uh, influence, sorry, influence from the National Rifle Association. Right, right. And they need, just like in New York, they need to get rid of that SAFE Act. Yes. So, and, yeah, and a gun rights so. lobby that, yeah, and the gun rights lobby that Demo uh, the Democrats have long blamed for uh, Republican lawmak uh, lawmakers' resistance to supporting gun control. Now, many Senate uh, Republicans called for increasing security presence in the schools, limiting uh, entryways into schools, and arming teachers and other school officials instead of, instead of gun control. Now, I think that's a right. good idea. Right, exactly, because gun control, again, doesn't do nothing to protect anybody. Yes. It actually goes against the narrative. Yes. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yes. It does not work. So right. people need to understand that. They, the right. New gun laws are useless. You are protecting mm -hmm. the criminal by adding new gun laws. Yes. You're not giving the actual citizen, the law-abiding citizen, the citizen to stand up for you if there is an issue. By banning mm -hmm. us from school property because we are a law-abiding citizen who had may have a, a gun permit, um, you know, you ban those us from going on school property. Because I'll tell you what, if your excuse is, um, well, what if what if you guys lose your mind? Well, what if a police officer loses his mind? Right. And starts shooting up places. What if a teacher that has a gun loses its mind and starts shooting up the place? You can't predict what somebody's going to do. But mm -hmm. the chances of bringing down mass shootings is by getting rid of these useless gun control laws. Yes. Bottom line. Oh. So the last thing I want to talk about is the Highland Park parade shooting. It occurred on the 4th of July. 2022 at an Independence Day parade in Highland Park, Illinois. A 21-year-old right. male, later identified as Robert Eugene Cremo III, began shooting into the crowd from a rooftop at the Ross Cosmetics Building, which is a local store on the northwest corner of the Central Avenue and 2nd Street around 10.14 a.m., 15 minutes after the parade had started. Now, Cremo shot and killed seven people, while 46 others were injured by gunfire or during the panic caused by fear. Now, the victims included uh, spectators who those were marching in the parade. Now, the shooter used a Smith & Wesson M&P uh, with three 30-round magazines. Um, over 100 law enforcement officers from multiple agencies responded to the shooting, and Cremo had fled the scene m uh, let's see, minutes after their police responded and was apprehended eight hours later following a brief car chase. Now, according to the investigation, it was a planned attack and that he dressed in women's clothing and hid his facial tattoos in order to flee the scene from the attack. Right, and the best part of it is they knew ahead of time that this would possibly happen. 
Right, right. So, and which, again, being that it's on the 4th of July. Yes. Okay. Where, where a bunch of large gatherings are all over the place. Right, which makes me think again. You know what I'm saying? That another deep state issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It just seems just too ironic. You 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 know what I mean? You got you got um, two of the worst gun grabbers in office right now: Kathy Hochul and Biden. Kathy Hochul and Biden. I mean, come on. All of this to me just seems very fishy. Hey, maybe maybe I'm overthinking it. I don't know. I don't think so. But it just smells to me. Like, there's just too many in a row. You know, you think about the election, you know, with the Trump supporters and everything else. You think about all that. You think that they're ca- the deep state is capable of doing this? I think they are. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, their aim is to blame Trump supporters in a way. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. that gentry. That gentry or whatever his name is. Uh, you know... Yeah, oh, Gendron. Yeah. So, you know, him being racist, and then you had, you know, Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. during that situation. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? You, you put this all together. You, it just seems like that there is, they're trying to create a race war, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say it, but it, it's, it's in some sort of sense, working with some people. So, and, uh, you know, I, I know I'm not the only one that sees that. Um, so it's not, I don't think it's my imagination run a wild in this, but I really do believe that there is something to it. Um, like, like, like there's more coming. There's more to it than this. It's, it's like something, something else is going to happen, because, you know, but this is like the start of it, this beginning of that's what, what I think. what's to come. Yeah, that's what I think. I really believe that. I think there's going to be a lot more of this. And uh, I believe that, you know, if, you know, I think there's between about a a lot of other stuff that's going on um, besides all this stuff. It's just going to make everything really bad in the near future for things. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I hope people are prepared for it. And unfortunately, we are in a situation that, you know, we the people got to start using our head and realize that. You know, government is not your best friend. A lot of people look at government as if, oh, yeah, you know, there's nothing's ever going to happen. But you need to understand that there are many governments in the past that have went rogue. And uh, I think we're seeing the beginnings of this government going rogue. And uh, and I'm not ashamed to come out and say it because I, I see what I see and a lot of people see what they see. And, you know, we can't all be just thinking the same thing all just to be, you know, called crazy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can't call somebody crazy if there's a bunch of people thinking that that, that this is what's really probably going on. So, and I believe it. You know, they, they got an agenda and, uh, you know... It all coincides good with the Great Reset. Yeah, it's, you it's panic like people. Yeah, you panic people, and uh, guess what? You you get you get your way with anything. Right. And what's the best way to panic people? What's the best way to take people over? Get rid of their guns. Hmm? You see what I'm saying? So, you know, that's where I'm at with that. So, and I think the pandemic too created a big panic too, which kind of might have been 
the start of what's going on. That's right. And that was that was the start of that. That is how they they you know the great reset is that was their basic plan to start everything to kick everything off to keep you yeah. quiet get you scared you know this way you're stuck in the house you don't know what's going on you know what i mean mm-hmm. they're taking advantage of crises yeah. to to put agendas together and do what they want to do and uh, as soon as people wake up and realize that's what the hell is going on the better off we're gonna be the realist juggernauts there's a powerful force in realism realism Listen, just keep your eyes open. If you hear anything, you see something, say something. Bottom line. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? So this stuff will stop. Um, So, I mean, you you got weird individuals out there, and they're out to hurt people. For God only knows what reason. So, who knows? But uh, let's pray that no more of these things happen, and hopefully everybody stays more vigilant to what's really going on these days. Amen. Okay? Go on the internet. Look up your information. Don't just take our word from it. Don't take anybody else's word from it. Get your own information. Mm -hmm. It's out there. You just got to look. You need to look up reliable resources and look this information up. And just maybe, just maybe, you'll figure out that there's another story on the other side. And you'll be able to put two and two together. And you'll be able to figure it out yourself. But with that said, Tony... You have yourself a good night. Mm-hmm. And you do the same, John. Thank you very much, man. And uh, you all out there, good night. Be safe and God bless.